Hello and welcome to Sports Girls Podcast and this is our first Camogie podcast of the championship season. I'm Denise O'Flaherty and we are delighted to have Claire star Carol O'Leary on as our pundit for the season and our guest this evening is Orla O'Dwyer from Tipperary. Orla, like Carol, is a dual star and has just signed for AFLW side Brisbane Lions. Orla is now a number of Irish players we'll be seeing ply their trade down under. Orla, we'll have a chat about going over to Australia and all that later on, but first of all, a good win for Tipperary in the Munster Camogie Championship today, final against Cork to look forward to. Um, yeah, um, we were really delighted with our win over Washford. Um, I suppose we had a very unlucky league campaign, um, which finished up towards the end of February. So we've been out of action with 30 competitive matches for the last few months. So we were very looking forward to the start of the Munster Championship yesterday. So Washford, obviously, is doing a bit of rivalry there as well. Um, meeting them last year, we're meeting them as well in the All Ireland yeah. series as well. So, um, no, it was a great day and obviously play much championship in um nice weather like that and there was great support there both young and old and I feel very lucky to get um we we've um, started there going from we started hard at the from going to start and we've been training looking forward to it and lots of girls played excellent and there's such a competitive edge there into very camp, especially after seeing the the intermediate win in division two there a few weeks ago and and um, we've been a few of them onto the panel as well, and the minors are coming up. So, no, everyone's training great, and there's a great atmosphere at camp after that as well. And we're looking forward to Cork in two weeks' time, definitely. The footballers also, it was all too easy for them against Limerick in the Monster Intermediate Championship. And even at this stage, um, even though I'm from Longford, I think it's either going to be Tipperary or Meath who will, in the, who will win the Intermediate. Sorry, Carol. Yeah. That's all right, you know, we're in the long grass, don't worry. We'll, we'll get the good odds. A bit, a, a bit like Longford. Um, yeah. Orla, I, I suppose, uh, what can we say about um, Ashleen Maloney? We spoke on the podcast about her before. We had her on the podcast and the girl is just hilarious. You know, it's amazing to think that when she goes onto the field, she turns into this superwoman um, because she's so laid back. She doesn't seem to have a care in the world. And then all of a sudden she just does this on a field yeah I know Aston's obviously a huge huge player in um, our football um, in our football camp um, she's just phenomenal like there's no stopping her even no one to mark her training and she's up hilarious as well she brings great aura to the team as well and she's always making us laugh and she just turns it on then when she plays matches and she's such a good team player and leader for being even one of the younger players on the team and that's so great to see as well like even I look up to her, although she's only a few months older than me, but, um, no, there's something special about her, and she's excellent. She's even, um, underage, playing along with her as well, and, um, oh, yeah, it was a great time for Ashton, and she's obviously a huge player in our, um, football campaign, and she gets phenomenal scores. I don't think even lads can get, yeah. and she just was able to, um, keep taking on the scoreboard, and even in our league campaign, we were missing Ashmack from, AFL, um, she took over with the freeze and just come phenomenal at them as well. And she brings great presence to the team as well. Even the younger girls I see coming in as well, they really look up to her and she really welcomes everyone. Um, and she's obviously yeah, a great player and um, super on the field and off the field. And can't say anything bad about her, really. Carol, listen, before we start chatting about sport, just want to ask what's the story with the organic farming these days? <laughs> Oh, I don't know anything about that now. I'm just, I'm just in the the egg industry, um, keeping that ticking over. You know, you have to have a few, have to have a few sources of income just in case the teacher doesn't work out for me. You know. So, um, are you kind of into the thing now? You know, you have to have your scrambled eggs every morning. You know, is that why you're so successful? <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. That's what I tell everyone anyway. That, that's the secret to, to health and happiness. Is duck eggs and, and hen's eggs, but um, no, yeah, it's a nice little hobby to have, you know. Nice to get outside and, and do a few things. So now, Orly, you know what to tell them down in Australia about eggs, how important they are, duck <laughs> eggs, and Definitely. and hen eggs. Listen, Carol, championship season is a busy time for all county players, but especially for yourself, like like yourself and Orla, when you have to juggle both football and camogie. How do you do it? Yeah, it's I it is like it is busy, um, really kind of 
in from about two weeks now we'll have um, games nearly every weekend so I suppose like we're we're really lucky in that there's a lot of communication between our Komogi and our ladies football managers and you know I think that's really that's really the secret like as in they have to be know what you're doing so that you're not expected to train every day and that you're not going to be dogged and um, yeah it's just really like for probably after the next two weeks we'll probably just kind of be easing off and training and just kind of playing a lot of games but um, yeah it's a lot of it is just minding yourself you know uh, a lot of recovery and and that kind of thing but like you know it's brilliant so, so many people would love the opportunity to play for their county team and to get to represent two county teams is brilliant and you know you get two groups of great girls and you know two groups of super friends as well like so it's really enjoyable like you know it is like you wouldn't do it unless you really loved it and you really you know saw a, a point in doing it as well yeah we were down in Clare last year for the sport code summer camp and obviously curling and camogie are huge down there but just look at the girls who can play Gaelic football and the future is bright for Clare, especially in football. But your minors won the Munster B Championship and, you know, it's great to see that coming along. You're in the 14s or through to the next stage of the um, All-Ireland series as well. Yeah, no, definitely. There's been so much work put into Clare Ladies football at the moment. It is, you know, from under 14 up to senior, it's such a professional setup, and, you know, it is, it's absolutely brilliant and, you know, I think you can see that there's a lot of younger girls coming through even at our on our senior team and um it's brilliant. It's you know, it's great to be involved in it and and, and great to uh, um, you know, see this this type type of talent come through. But definitely like that that minor setup, you know, they they had a brilliant management and they had a huge panel of girls and um, you know, I think they'll they'll go very far as well. Is there a lot of dual players in there, especially I suppose the un- underage kids can't get enough of sport. Yeah, there probably is. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of clubs been kind of made clear that would be camogie and football, mm. and you know they definitely, you know, usually when they're the best players on one, they'll probably yeah. be one of the best players on the other as well. But um, yeah, we have dual players probably the whole way, the whole way through in a lot of the clubs kind of around Ennis, and then at senior level, there's there's three of us. So you know, it has it's carried up to senior anyway as well. As I said, you know, camogie and hurling is so um, big down in Clare. Yourself, how did you get involved in the football? Um, yeah, there was, um, they started up a, a football club kind of when I was under 14 just um, for fun. There had been a, a really serious football club kind of before that and it kind of went away and then um, I was lucky enough that we had a football team, you know, we were playing in kind of B's and C's up along and we all loved it. It was kind of just for a bit of fun secondary to the Camogie and um, yeah I just stuck with it and um, I've kind of been played that way since so uh, I, my first year playing football for Clare was I think 2011 and um, yeah so it's you know it's, it's great to meet so many girls that I would have never come across before like and things so yeah You've got Limerick now um, in the football coming up um, on the back of that heavy defeat to Tipperary they'll want to go out and prove a point won't they yeah definitely look you know um, I suppose the cliche but like everybody is you know looking at one match yeah. in front of you anyway and um, especially with the way it's set up we could all meet each other two or three times yeah. in the in the championship you know like between we'll play each other in a group game and hopefully we'll be in amongst the final and then like you could come across each other again later on in the year so um, definitely, but look, we're very organised and, you know, we had a good league campaign and, um, you know, we, we had a lot of good results and we're probably unlucky not to, to get into that semi-final. So definitely, look, we've, we've loads of um, strength and depth in our panel as well and, you know, I, I suppose we're just at this stage looking forward to actually getting out and getting going. Yeah, um, the Munster Championship, I suppose, is important in Camogie, but when you get out there, it's all about the Alarian Series and yourself and Orla, you'll be meeting in the All Ireland series because uh, you're drawn in Group Two with Tipperary. Also, All Ireland champions Cork. You've got Waterford, Meath, and Dublin. Um, I have a good pal, Frank Brown. He's in charge of Dublin. So uh, you know, it's 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 an interesting group. Yeah, definitely. Look, I suppose with the way Kamoki is now, everybody is is very competitive. Mm. 
and um, you know, like you, you can't really be banking on wins anywhere. Um, you know, you've kind of in the last few years you've seen kind of Dublin and Waterford really, you know, step it up a gear and and come up, um, you know, a number of levels. And I suppose um, we, we played Cork in the Munster Champion first round of Munster Championship two or three weeks ago, and you know they were they were really um, flying it and. You know, of course, you'll still, you'll always have kind of Cork and Kilkenny and Galway setting the standard. And um, but look, we you know we've the new management in this year. We've a lot of um, younger players have come through in the last two or three years. You know, we've competed in the in the Munster All Ireland A final for the last you know a number of times in the last kind of four or five years. And um, like our last man, our previous management have brought through a lot of young girls, and a lot of them are kind of hitting their stride now. So it'll be interesting to get more games and like that you know it's brilliant to have a, a league stage where we get to play so many games and um, you know like the teams will change obviously week to week and things and um, yeah it'll be interesting but definitely you know we'd be going into that All-Ireland Series confidence of a quarter-final place anyway and um, you know we've we've done all the slog and the, the hard work and you know we just have to go out there and, and do our hurling now Carol, um, a recent survey compiled by the WGPA was about players and looking for rule changes. Um, Could you tell us something about it? And then obviously Orla can give her opinion on it as well. Um, yeah, so the, the WGPA did a survey of Camogie players. Um, it was kind of on the back of um, last year's All-Ireland final was, you know, didn't get a lot of good publicity afterwards. It yeah. was it was very um, stop start nearly all the scores were coming from freeze and you know I think people were kind of saying there was a lot of controversial freeze given as well and you know they were looking at the standard of games um, and especially at the top level that it's not really reflecting the skill that is in the game and um, so 243 girls um, inter-county players senior players um, responded and what they were kind of looking at were, you know, the rule changes. I suppose were one of the one of the areas, but there was a lot more than that as well, you know. So we've seen in the media a lot of players. Um, there was one this week where Anne Dalton had had spoken out about how Camogie needs to, you know, kind of take a step forward, and there has to be changes. And you know, we've seen Amy O'Connor and and Eve O'Brien and, and Grace Walsh and a few others. Um, kind of in the media talking about how Camogie has developed and the kind of rules and the way that it, it's managed and things aren't um, reflecting it in as positive a light as possible. And I suppose from the survey that was carried out, you know, there was really positive things as well where, you know, like 87% said that they have strong pride in their game and... Um, then it kind of came out and said that 82% were in favour of trialling new rules in in the league. And uh, I suppose that's kind of an interesting idea. I know people, when you think of rule changes in Camogie, it's kind of the same hand-pass goal or the shoulder mm. or the scarf. But I think it's more than that now. Uh, it's kind of the way that, you know, to have clear rules and... You know, it's not specifically, oh, we want more physicality, but the way that it's managed that, you know, if there's a collision, it's not just a freeze and, and things like that. And, um, you know, I suppose the, the Camogie have, the Camogie Association came out recently and said that they, you know, are going to, to have a rules review. So I suppose that's a, a positive step in, in, like, on the back of the survey. But, um, definitely it, it was interesting to read some of the stats, like, um, 97% felt that attendance growth was, was very important for Camogie mm. and 96% said that they were in favour of GA integration, you know, which is yeah. something that's been talked about a lot, but there, there, it was just kind of highlighting that the number of frees given in, in All-Ireland Finals has risen since 2008, whereas in hurling it has decreased. Orla, did you take part in that survey? Um, yeah, so obviously as a player, and it's obviously um, great to see that we had um, the options taken part in the survey. And as a player, I think um, 
it's very frustrating at times um, with the whole free situation that if you do get free against you um, and then sometimes you don't even know what it's for, you mightn't understand it. and um, It can be frustrating in the game. And I think especially as the game has really evolved in the last um, couple of years, like every inter-county team now would have a strength and conditioning coach and same would be part of their kind of daily, weekly routines and, and all the teams become more stronger and more powerful as well. And, it is a big part of the game and it is um, an area in every inter-county camogie team that um, is looked at. And I think that um, a lot of the players are in favour of the obviously looking at the rule change, um, especially after the All-Ireland final last year. But um, yeah, no, definitely um, I think that it is going in the right direction and I think we will see these changes hopefully, if not in the next year's league, but um, the year after. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely great to see that they are looking at these and obviously we can't be blaming the refs like they're just following a rule book and I think the rules are a bit dated like um, a good few years ago like um, it was all kind of ground hurling and moving it but now as Carol was saying like there is like the hand passing and um, dropping the hurley and going and it's becoming more of a running game and, the girl, and I think a lot of girls are more kind of fitter as well than they were and stronger and I think that um, it'd be more exciting and kind of better to watch and kind of more, if there was more of a free flow in the game and um, no, it's definitely going in the right direction I think that um, it would be great to see um, in the future Carol, you know, you're not going to know how players feel about the game until you have surveys and this survey was great and it was great to see that so many participated in it Definitely um, you know, the WGPA are super they always, they want to give a voice in, in whatever the the players feel is relevant and um, you know I think definitely people were crying out for this in terms of so many people were unhappy with the way that games were being managed and um, there's so much skill like Orla said the game has come on so much even since I've started playing you know the changes have been huge in terms of strength conditioning and gym and recovery and everything like that you know these are the top some of the top female athletes in the country and you know uh, we want to we all have pride in our game we all love camogie and everybody wants you know the top players to, to show off their skill and to get to do that and you know just the silly freeze and kind of that kind of thing is is not doing any anyone or the association any favours in like you know let's show the, the skill of like people were comparing it to the hurling championship last year which was just you know, there were so many um, brilliant displays of hurling yeah. and skill and everything like that. And that's what we want to do. We want to show off our top players because every county, you know, whether they're considered one of the top counties or competitive counties or not, every county has got girls who have, you know, unbelievable skill and that are top athletes and should be on, on display. I suppose it's great having this survey, but unless these changes are made for players or players are listened to, there's no point. Yeah, I think, um, look, I suppose the Camogie, the Camogie Association um, like have, have kind of set in motion a, a rules review, which is a positive step. Mm-hmm. But I would just say, like, with that, the players have to be, you know, there has to be player engagement. And even yeah. on the back of the survey, um, 99% of the people who took the survey said that they're willing to help move the game forward, which is brilliant. And, you know, these are top players that have so much experience. You know, they're the ones, and like, they're the ones who are out in the fields and, and, and seeing it firsthand. Definitely, they, you know, they are a resource that should be used. And, um, you know, I suppose it's not, uh, like, it's, it's not an attack on the Camogie Association of this is not right. It's more of a let's make this better and, you know, let's show off everything we have and let's, you know, really get Camogie acknowledged. And I suppose on the back of the 2020 campaign, um, you know, that's, that's what we should be doing. We should be looking for more people to be watching games and attending games. And, you know, it gets more exciting when it's a the game is faster and it's free-flowing and you get more scores and, and things like that. You look how ladies' football has evolved. Like, a couple of years ago, you never would have thought that you would have over 55,000 at an All-Ireland final. Yeah, like, the the ladies' football, um, the marketing and everything is just is top class. And, it's, you know, it's definitely setting a, a really good example and, 
know, it, it is, they're doing everything that they can to, to try and move their game forward. And, you know, they have made radical rule changes as well with between Finn Bin and um, the buzzer and everything like that. And sometimes, you know, while they might be seen radical at, the, at first, you know, like they should be considered. And it's not just simple of, you know, really, whether it's scarce or short, I don't think that's actually going to have a meaningful impact yeah. on the attendances or on the game. And likewise, you know, I think it's actually deeper than that and it really needs to be thought about um, how how we can make the game better. Right, Miss O'Dwyer, now time for a chat. Um, myself and, and Carol will uh, both grill you. Um, Orla, you've gone from the round ball to the small ball, now to the oval ball. So obviously you like challenges, do you? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think it's a great opportunity just to even get to go out to Australia and to experience a whole new sport in a whole new country. And it's obviously an um, uh, opportunity I couldn't turn down, really, and I suppose I'll give it a try. <laughs> you were born in Australia as well. It's something that uh, a lot of people mightn't know. Yeah, um, I was actually born in Sydney. Um, my parents moved out there um, working for four years and I was born in Perth here and lived there for a year before returning back to Ireland. So that was actually very handy when it came into applying for, with cross quarters for um, the AFL. Um, knowing that I was born in Australia, I kind of had citizenship and have a passport there. It makes it a lot easier and um, kind of liaison between the two, um, between Ireland and Australia. So how did it come about? Uh, so basically, there's an agency called Cross Coders, um, and they're kind. They kind of search for girls globally to who be interested um, in going over to play um, as rules over in Australia. And firstly, you have to kind of apply for. You kind of express uh, you express an interest test, and you give your details and maybe some of your achievements and um, that kind of stuff. And then they make basically make a profile of you as a player and putting some kits of you playing or maybe some stuff that were in the media or whatever and then they send it over to the clubs over in Australia there was um, to the, um over there and then they, they kind of take it from there like if the clubs are interested they might um, call back on you for an interview or whatever but there's also uh, next weekend it's actually happening is the cross-coders um, weekend so it's where the trials are kind of going on so lots of Players from all over the world, so you'd have Gaelic footballers, camogie players, soccer players, basketball, hockey players coming to Athlone and the kind of having a kind of trial kind of programming over there in Athlone. So that's when the Australian scouts will come over and search, like search for players and um, for their teams. But um, I suppose I was lucky enough. Um, I didn't even realise what happened this fast. I remember I was on the way back from Dublin and. I got a call from Jason saying, oh, can you send me some more videos of you playing? And some clubs are already interested. So I was obviously um, so excited to hear this, and I got on it straight away. And within a few days after that, I had interview with a club. And then the following week, I had one with the Brisbane Lions, which is the one I went for in the end. And within after speaking with them that morning, that evening, they'd offer me a contract. So I thought I was very lucky to get one in that way. And... Uh, yeah, I know, it's just an opportunity I couldn't really turn down. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Carol, would you do something like that? Um, I probably, at the moment, it's probably not the right yeah. time in my life first. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it would be really interesting. Like, obviously, I'd love to try a sport full-time in, like, you know, where you really get to give your time to it and to train properly and everything, um, you know, it's such an amazing opportunity. But, um, yeah, I, I I, think it would be interesting now. I've never, ever tried AFL um, or anything like that. But, um, yeah, definitely, it's, it's, you know, it's such a brilliant opportunity and it's great to see so many Irish girls being given opportunities over there. Yeah, because we were talking about this on our podcast. Obviously, the football one was uh, Nadine Doherty and Diana O'Hara. And we're talking just about how many players can out there. It's unusual, I suppose, Orlick, for yourself. Like, you're, you're a dual player. Um, there's not that many dual players that actually have went out to Australia. 
Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I've been following even like from the last season the footballers who went over, like Ashlack, obviously being from Tipperary, and yeah. just seeing how successful they were and how much they enjoyed it over there. There was obviously some skills that are transferable between the football and um, the AFLW, and seeing that, I was just very interested in that. And obviously, um, the professional side of it as well, like. Um, just to be involved in that and to experience that, like even talking to Brisbane, their background team, they have so much involved, they have coaches, well-being coaches, uh, sports psychologists, everything. And just to um, experience that, I think, would be um, a great opportunity. And no, I know lots of girls, even like it is a big talk point with, I think, the GA, uh, with the ladies football yeah. here, like, and Kogi, like lots of girls are interested and are talking about it. And even I've got so much messages saying, um, well done and congratulations from these girls as well and so I think um, it's great um, opportunity and I know that they are looking for ad Irish girls and I think that there will be a good few more um, Irish footballers especially um, being asked to go over after the weekend um, because it is um, obvious that there is kind of um, a kind of transferable skills between the two and it'd be interesting to see who will or who will get the opportunity to go over as well. When do you go over? Um, so I don't go over till October. So it's great that's the way it works out. That, um, so obviously if Tip gets to the All-Ireland final, you'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> when we get to the All-Ireland final. To play Clare or Longford. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that was the big thing that made me decide to go at this time of year in my life um, because... Um, Obviously, the FSW only has their campaign in 2017 and started and it's expanded so much in the last few years and with the four new teams that are joining us this year um, it's gonna, I think it's going to keep growing uh, bigger and bigger and at the moment with um, finishing up the final is in the end of March so then when you come back um, like Ashmax just came back a few weeks ago he came into championship then with Tipperary set up so I think the way the timing works like I'm going over it's October till Christmas kind of pre-season then after Christmas it's kind of into your championship and into the matches and then it finishes up the end of March and then it's back into um, back to your inter-counseling back to Tipperary so at the moment where that's going um, I think that that's why I decided to go this time of my life and um, yeah I know I'm really looking forward to it and Hopefully, um, I learned a lot over there as well and even enjoy living over in Brisbane as well. And I've, even the girls have been so nice and the coaches over there and they've all been in contact with me. And um, no, it's um, definitely something very exciting and a um, great opportunity as well. Carol, doesn't and, it show you where our game is when you see the Australians wanting to bring over Irish players who are, you know, they're just amateurs? Definitely. Like, you know, um, obviously I would have, I followed Ailish Constein's um, yeah. success, you know, and, you know, she's um, one of my, my teammates with Clare Ladies. And, um, you know, it was unbelievable to, to see her success in such a short period of time. And, um, you know, like I suppose we all kind of saw Cora go over the year before and, and again, she was dominating over there as well. But definitely, I think it shows what a high level that ladies football is at and, you know, how the standard of our training and, you know, both kind of in strength and conditioning and our skill work and everything is at such a high level um, and fitness and everything. Like, when you see the all of the girls who went over make such an impact um, this year. Orla, um, how do you find the transfer of actual skills or have you tried much AFL before? Um so I haven't actually played um, any AFL before any clubs or teams. Um, I've just I've just got the share and it's called the oval ball and I'm trying to kick around with that and I've been sent a good few videos from different from the club as well about how to kick and different ways of learning to kick. But um, no, I think that um, the biggest thing is because it's an oval ball. Like when you cut the bouncer, so obviously it's going to go different ways and obviously the kicking technique is a bit different as well. You kind of Chase your hand a certain way on the ball, which I have. I need to get out more in practice. I haven't been um, onto that much yet because I've been focusing on the Tipperary campaign. But um, no, I, I can definitely see similarities between them, and even from watching videos, seeing their techniques, that there is a um, huge um, comparison between the two. But um, I think the big thing as well is 
from the Gaelic football, we learn about um, reading the game and being able to kind of go drive forward and um, kind of run off the shoulder and making it a running game. I think that's the big thing that I think the Gaelic footballers bring. They have that initiative, being able to read the play and dictate where the ball goes as well as that running off the shoulder and obviously being very fit and that continuous drive forward, which would obviously be huge in the game. I think obviously the physicality of it is something that would be very new to me. But um, yeah, get used to that and I'm just continuously looking at videos and um, I'll continue just practicing around and um, keeping in touch with the coaches over there and hopefully um, it wouldn't be too much of a um, new source they got. If you want to bulk up, sure you can get on to Carol about her eggs, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suppose that is the big thing for you because, um, okay, ladies football, you know, you have shoulder and all that, but a lot of their work is hard hitting, isn't it, Carol? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't have really seen much of it before this year and some of the tackles, you know, and even some of the, like, you know, the documentary that came out there about Cora Stone. Yeah. yeah. Some of the hits that she got. You know, it is it is tough. Like, you know, it, it's a, a very physical as well as skillful. Like, you know, so definitely that's another another huge factor of it. Are you? I suppose you're talking about it, um, or that you're you're looking forward to it. Is there anything that I suppose the cold weather you're missing? Um, will you miss things from Ireland? Will you miss? I suppose you probably miss your your teammates or, or your family and that. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, um, we were always happy in the country. I've always been kind of a home, but I haven't really gone too far. So, um, yeah, I suppose just missing friends and family. But um, um, obviously, these days, it's really to keep in touch with that. But um, I think um, the, I won't really mind the hot weather. Um, I love training the sun. I know it's completely different over there, but um, I think um, I'll adjust to that um, a lot as I in there and get used to it but um, I think the big thing is yeah just missing home and missing family friends and even just when you see that your friends are doing things and that you can't do because you're away from it and even taking the year taking um, the year of college as well and knowing that the year that I've been in like I'm only finished second year now that they'll be going on third year and so on and I think that's a big thing as well like um, I'll be behind in that so um, having, yeah that would obviously be hard as well seeing that when I do come back, that um, my year will be finished by that time. So, um, yeah, I know it'll be interesting, and I think there'll be a lot of challenges in the way, but I definitely don't regret my decision, and I'm definitely just really looking forward to it um, in the coming months. Which of the Irish girls are nearest you? Because, like, we all know Australia is a massive country. From what I make out, I think, um, so Brisbane, under Brisbane is Sydney, and then under Sydney is Melbourne. So, Obviously, um, and then Adelaide's underneath that. So I know Eric is in Adelaide, and then uh, Smacks in Melbourne, and I think I think Yvonne Bonner and um, Cora they're in Sydney. I think they're yeah. with um, the Giants there and Sarah Rose and along that's that's all the East Coast I'd say. So they're about I think there's four hours drive between all of those compared to Perth it's on the uh, East the West yeah. Coast, which would have to be a flyover. So. Yeah, no, it's obviously, I think you have to get a flight or a train at least between the two, so um, I'm not, I, I think, I'm actually not sure about the whole um, distance between them, but um, even Brisbane, we're on about maybe getting another Irish player, they're not sure yet, but um, yeah, it'd be great to have someone else there or even around as well, but even over in Brisbane, there's um, one of the lads on the AFL team is from Dublin, and James Madden, and I was talking to him as well, and um, it's just, even just to have someone else from Ireland to yeah. over there would be great. So he's very helpful as well. I've been talking to him and uh, yeah, looking forward to coming over and meeting them and creating the experience for me there. Well, that's it. it, it it's all about um, a new experience, isn't it, really, Carol? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and um, just with the the going over and everything. Um, do you know what your your training schedule and things will be like? You know, now that you're kind of going, well, I suppose it'll probably be less than your dual your dual player schedule. But <laughs> to go to a professional setup, what you know, how many times a week and and things like that. Um. So, as far as I know, I've been talk, from talking to Craig and the head coaches there. Uh, I think it's around fifteen or sixteen hours a week of training. So that that includes as well, let's say meeting sessions and tactics discussing 
and play where, play, where players are playing, etc. But um, yeah, I think that'd be the biggest thing for me as well. Um, obviously, it's only a semi-professional sport. Most of the girls, women over there do have jobs. A lot of them are teachers, or a lot of them are studying as well. So training all takes. Um, place in the evening times so I suppose I'm used to having such hectic life here between college and then training in the evening maybe up early for an early training session in the morning and my weekends being kind of taken over with sports that I suppose it would be hard for just to um, just doing that and not being such a hectic schedule so um, they've obviously said that I could look into getting even a part-time job over there just to keep um, be busy during the days and not be kind of um not be kind of just um, waiting for training in the evening. But it also gives me great opportunity as well to get more practicing because obviously I'm going to be a lot behind the girls. So I think um, I'm going to focus on getting up my skill as well and um, strength as well and all that because um, of all the time I have over there. But um, yeah, as far as I know, it's um, a co- um, about 15 hours a week and it's all evening time because the girls are still doing their studies or working as well. So. Well, at least you won't have to play two games in one day or two in two days. <laughs> exactly, I don't think that will happen. <laughs> Going back to the round ball and the small ball, you know, with Tipperary, just like Claire, how important the games are for you, your ambitions for the year? Um, yeah, so obviously with the football, we were relegated last year and that was obviously... Um, it's disheartening for a lot of us to get go up and be on such a high after winning the division two league and going up along, but and then just to get relegated, I think um, took uh, we did take it hard, but I think now coming into this monster championship and having such a successful division one league, um, obviously avoiding relegation in that and staying up with top teams and even beating Cork yeah. and uh, Monaghan and coming close to Donegal and big team top teams like that. I was to set us up well for going into the Monster Championship and we're hoping to get to the Monster Final that and hopefully win that and then move on to the Ireland Series. But um, I suppose we are high contenders with the intermediate this year, um, seeing as we were relegated last year. But there is um, lots of strong teams coming along, like Fair, obviously, um, our big competitors and Mead are doing very well as well. Yeah. So um, we're hoping to get <laughs> and win the Ireland Final, all going well. And then with Camogie, we got to the All-Ireland semi-final last year and we just came short of court. They were just more clinical towards the end. I think their fitness um, outdid ours as well. But no, we've a strong, we're in a, a good group um, for the All-Ireland series and hopefully we come in the top one or two in that and get to a quarter-final, semi-final, maybe even push to go further and get to an All-Ireland final and get to full crack and two of them would be phenomenal and to win them even which we are trying to do as well would be um great um experience as well and even with the intermediate um Kogi and Tipperary they've been so successful as well winning the division two league a couple of weeks ago and I think they're in for a great chance as well with their um campaign um the managers are doing great with the two of them I don't know how big managers is, um at the weekends with us all but um no, tremendous work going on, and I think with both COVID, there is such a good background team and such good communication, especially with me playing the two as well, um, between the two managers. And I think Tip will have a very successful Camogie and Ladies football campaign this year, and hopefully make trips to Park in two of them. It's unusual to have two people on the podcast that play and are from the same province. So for you, Carol, you're basically thinking... Well, do you know what? Claire kind of want to do the same as Tipperary, you know? <laughs> yeah, look, I suppose really every every girl who's playing yeah. intercounty wants to go out and get to Crow Park, you know, and I suppose they shouldn't or wouldn't be playing, you know, putting all their time and energy into it if they didn't think it was realistic. Um, but yeah, definitely, look, we've, myself and Orla are probably similar. We've got a lot of the same goals for the rest of the season. <laughs> And I'm sure, you know, we'll meet each other we'll meet each other plenty of times, I'd say, in, in between football and camogie. Yeah, because you know. camogie, um in Clare is kinda of going through a bit of a transition. Yeah, like um, you know, I suppose we kinda of, we we saw a bit of success. We won a monster final in, in two thousand twelve and got to the division one league final. Um and then, you know, a lot of our players kind of retired yeah. or, or um 
uh, players went in different directions into different sports and things. And you know, it was it was a slow process of just bringing through players. And uh, our previous management did that, and you know, I think our current management are, are continuing to do that. And um, you know, the, you see the difference in in a lot of those girls when they've gotten some experience with Inter County hurling for the last you know two or three years. And um, I think it will stand to us. And you know, I think. We, we are getting stronger over the last two or three years. We're starting to develop and we probably haven't been getting the results that we should be getting. But, um, you know, hopefully that will, will, will come now. And, um, look, you know, we all, we all know that we have players with potential and, and that's why we're, we're sticking with this. And, um, you know, I, I, I have really good faith in us getting out of the group this year. As well as both of you being from the same province, you both are dual stars and I think it is just fantastic to see that I know in the men's game, not that many and a lot of it at club wise, but not so much at um, inter-county level. Orla, how do you do it? Like I, I mentioned the, the two games in one day and the two and two. You know, it, it, it's unreal what you have to do. for us of all isn't it and then recovery yeah definitely look I suppose when you're putting those kind of demands on yourself and both mentally and physically you have to be you know in the right mind for it and um, be physically ready for it as well you know because like it's be- I suppose especially the ladies football is, is such a demanding game and training is so demanding and everything um, you know there's there's a lot in it but like I suppose if you've put yourself in that position so to go and um, to be playing at that level, you know, you've, you've probably been doing a lot of it already anyway. Um, but yeah, preparation and, and recovery are, are essential now. And I think really, once you get to inter-county senior level, you know, it's it's kind of taken for granted that you're eating right and, you know, you're doing you're doing everything you have should be doing and your gym work and, um, and all that kind of thing. I'd love to. Um, I've played for my county. So putting on that jersey must mean so much, Orla. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a privilege to even put on the jersey to be selected in the top 15 to start as well. 
and even see from the matches as well, especially our home matches, that the young girls that are there and even young boys that um, you, they do look up to you and our role models, you see them come up to you after the matches or even if you're, um, if you don't start training and you see younger girls and boys there and I think, yeah, it's obviously a huge pride. Like, they look up to you, they want to play with as well. And I think the big thing is within our clubs, um, especially um, to be um, present in the clubs and to be seen, um, I think it's very important for inter-county players to be part of the clubs and to maybe go to the younger matches, like the under-10, under-12 matches within the clubs and to be seen and to be shown interest in that underage because at the end of the day, it was, um, if they see you with their matches, they're going to be telling their mum and dad, oh, they went to our match, they go to their match. And I think that really drives it on then as well. And from the whole 2020 campaign with the Can't See, Can't See, I think that's really evident um, as well. And it's really striking as a player as well that you do see it and you do want to um, tell these girls up along with younger girls. And yeah, I think it's just very important for um, all the interference players to be present and even the smallest things, like they're going to maybe go to their trainings or just going to younger girls' matches, and it really does inspire them. And I've seen it with my own clubs as well, and um, definitely. And there is such pride with putting on the jersey. And um, I don't think any player in Tipperary anyway or any in the county team does take it for granted. We all want to play with our county. We all want to start. That's the reason we play. Um, that's the reason we chose to give the commitment and sacrifice so much. And at the end of the day, um, we all have one goal, and that's to get to Pro Park and win all Ireland for your county, for your club. And I thought that's where it all comes from. And that's why I don't, I don't think we'll ever be taken away from anyone's county. And um, yeah, no, definitely, I think it's huge. Carol, it is all about being that heroine in your county. Even last year, when I was at that summer camp, and the young girls looking up to you, I suppose it's it must be something special. Yeah, definitely. Look, you know, it's it's great to, um, you know, for for young girls to to be seeing that kind of thing that you can, you know, get to senior county level and and enjoy your game and everything. And um, you know, if that encourages more girls to keep playing sport, definitely that's that's what you want. And you know, I suppose sometimes. You know, it's it's small little things like when you, like Orla said, like when you see girls wanting to play or wanting to be involved, you know, it does. It, it means a lot and you definitely want to encourage girls to have as much enjoyment um, as, you know, the likes of I, I have had and how much I feel I've gotten from sport. You definitely want that for, for younger kids, both boys and girls. Yeah, because years ago there was someone that you looked up to. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, um, I suppose I was lucky in that I came from a successful, a successful club and I got to see a lot of, um, success and they were, you know, I got brought to a lot of, um, uh, player were playing in junior All-Ireland finals and, you know, I was following that team and, um, I had a, my sister was involved in that team as well and, um, you know, I suppose that, that was kind of the start of my, my Kamoki, um, career and, you know, definitely, I wanted to be. I wanted to be on those teams, and you know what? It's a great driver when you get to to see players who you can look up to and that you want to that you want to be like. So, definitely, you know, the the twenty twenty campaign is brilliant, and yeah. even some of the ads that have come out, and you know, the videos and everything that's been done first, it it's brilliant. And um, you know, even if however big or small of a difference it makes to to you know some kids or some players and um, you know it's worth it and it is brilliant and it's great to see so many inter-county players engaged and I do think that female inter-county players are brilliant for actually getting engaged in their clubs and in their counties and you know being such good role models and you know they're they're really the best asset of the association in both Camogie and ladies football and I think sometimes they can nearly be undersold as, you know, really they are the game and they are the association. And, um, like, really, you know, we've got so many brilliant role models who have done so much both on and off the field and are just great leaders. And um, they're definitely people who should be looked up to. Yeah, well, it's great to have someone like yourself, Carol, and yourself, Orla. I suppose the Australian rules thing now with so many female players going over there it's put you into the spotlight as well Orla um, yeah definitely um, I think since um, 
the announcement came out on Friday, um, it's kind of, um, a lot of people have been on to me and a lot of such kind messages congratulating me going over and I'm really happy for me going over. But um, yeah, I know it's something um, I'm really looking forward to and I suppose it's, I'm happy that it's all kind of parked now so that I can focus on the Tipperary campaign with the small game football until September and then focus on the other rules from October onwards. But um, yeah, no, definitely. I think it's great that um, there is such um, good uh, cover on it and I think that with other girls see as well and for them to, that are interested as well. I know that there is loads of other, especially Gaelic footballers interested and ask me how I got involved and how they loved it as well. And No, I think it's so great and Cockpools have done so well with the whole advertising of it as well and they're such a good Jason and Lauren have been great with it as well so um, yeah really looking forward to it How about you selling ladies footballer Camogie over in Australia and trying to get a few of them to come back over here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know they are very interested in what Camogie was <laughs> what well, Hurley and Paul and so I'd have to that over to show them <laughs> how that I'd say I've seen the camogie now, Carol, because I remember when Sky showed the hurling first and they were like, what the hell is this game? People couldn't believe that they don't get paid for it and it's the love of the simple jersey and that crest on it. Yeah, no, I remember the when the Sky started showing it and the tweets that used to come out about it were hilarious. Oh, they were saying that these people were demented, that they were <laughs> crazy, like going out and getting leathered with sticks and not get paid for it and everything but um, so yeah look we love it is that it and um, yeah it is it is brilliant yeah I'd say Orla will turn a few heads in um, Australia <laughs> which we heard them all up and down with them but um, no it is it's brilliant game brilliant game listen Orla thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to uh, following your Australian adventures next year but this year it's all about Tipperary, Camogie and the footballers <laughs> that, that, that's it Thanks. and will it be as tough now as um, a clear tip hurling match you know when you meet each other in the Camogie you know um, I'd say yeah I'd say there'd definitely be a few, um, <laughs> a few similar um, I'd say it would be worse to be honest with you <laughs> right we'll definitely have to go down we'll definitely have to go down <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Maybe Sky Sports should cover that one, and I'd say the yeah. would be, would be brilliant. I can, you can imagine then the comments to be like, "There's actually women that played this game. They're de- really are demented." That's crazy. <laughs> Carol, thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us. And obviously, you'll be back on again while you juggle camogie, football, obviously the eggs as well. Um, yep. So until next time, slong a fall. <laughs>